0: Money is a tool. Financial literacy is a skill you can learn. My name is Dave Galegas. I've spent the last 25 years in the mortgage industry with a front row seat to American financial habits. And what I have to offer is so much more than about mortgages. So join me for a journey into financial literacy brought to you by me and Zenith Home Loans. I'm your host, Dave Galegas. Hi everyone, we're back for episode number four of More Than Mortgages. So last week we talked about the book The Richest Man in Babylon, and I shared with everybody why I think this is such an impactful book and some of the basic principles that are in it. Before we get into the subject, because this will be something that I delve into in further episodes, we'll talk about how to how to take advantage of the principles that are in that book, along with other principles that I've learned. But today I want to talk about some strategies, some simple strategies that you can take right now when it comes to your current personal financial situation and ways that you can address this. So I'll take a little bit of a backstory. So my daughter, who is a loan officer that works here at our company, has worked here now for 16 years. When she was a renter, when she was still living with us and she was working here, I'm I'm going to embarrass her now. I know how much money she was making. And she made a comment, something to the effect of, that she didn't think she was ever gonna be able to buy a house. And I had my son who was also working here, doesn't work here anymore uh, at one time in his, before he became a homeowner. And he told me the same thing. He's like, yeah, I don't know how I'm ever gonna be able to buy a house. And in both situations, I knew how much money they were making. And I knew that they could buy a house. What I challenged both of them to do. And at the time, I don't even know if they know this, at the time um, I had access to their spending cause they were attached to our bank Online, and I could see what they were spending their money on every month. I just did the work myself. I went and I looked what they were spending their money on, and just they were blowing money, mostly on stupid things like just eating out and hanging out with their friends in bars and having a good time. And they were in their 20s, you know, it was after college. They really hadn't gotten their stuff together when it came to their careers yet. They weren't even, I didn't even know if they were even going to continue to work here. My son doesn't anymore. My daughter still does, but, um, what I challenged both of them to do was to download the last 90 days of their spending and categorize everything of where they're spending their money in their checking account. And then to take whatever credit cards they were using. Cause at the time I wasn't really, I wasn't that invested in their personal finances. And if they had credit card balances, I'm like, you need to go look at your credit card statements and see what you're spending your money on. because. And that's where people get themselves into trouble. They use their credit cards to like live their daily lives, like go out to the bar with their friends, and they can they if they and they and they're not able to pay that off at the end of the month. That's crazy. They're like, oh, I'll just I'll make that pound. That's how everybody gets themselves in trouble is they don't pay attention to that stuff. They don't establish a philosophy that says I don't want to have any consumer debt. Anyway, both times they both woke up right away and they said, wow, I waste a lot of money. And so I think that's what's different today. A lot of people get tired of hearing the, I'm a boomer, right? I was born in 1960. Younger people today get tired of hearing boomers talk about how they bought houses when interest rates were in the 15% and, and they always go like, yeah, well, houses cost a lot less then. And my response to, yeah, your houses did cost a lot less. My first house was $97,000 in 1986. Interest rate was 8%, seven eight percent something like that. So about where it is right now, in where we find ourselves, we're in the sevens in the December of 2023 as I record this. But yeah, the house was $97,000. It was a three-bedroom, two-bath home with a two-car garage. It was a brand new home, but it was like bare bones. I was making $36,000 a year when I got that house. $36,000. I was married and I had two kids and my wife didn't have a job. Lori, Lori wasn't working then. And so... People say, well, yeah, it was a lot cheaper. It's like, yeah, but I was making a lot less. Here's what else was going on back then is that we didn't have the ability to spend money on things the way I think younger people today and, and really all people today have the ability to spend money on things because there was no, I'm not saying that all the things that people are spending money on today aren't important or aren't meaningful. It's just that we just didn't have the ability to spend money on those things. We weren't getting it with, there was no cell phone, right? There was no mobile phone. That wasn't a thing. It was just a phone on your wall. and That was, I don't know how much phone bills back, back in the day. I just remember long distance phone calls cost a lot of money. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have now cable TV was available, but I didn't have cable TV. I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford cable. We had a, we'd strung an antenna in the attic of our brand new house and ran the wire down to the TV so that we had decent, television coverage and four channels. Cable TV was out there. It just wasn't as advanced as it is today, but I didn't have any one or two or $300, you know, entertainment packages. I didn't have multiple streaming services available. I didn't have, I didn't have home computers. We have, I don't know how many computers I have in my house today. Our mobile phones have become this necessity that the mobile phone companies are have got us convinced that we need to get the newest and greatest every year. And they're addicting us to this tool and it's how they get paid. It's how they make money. And then all the apps and all of the, you know, all of the music and all of the things. So it's a great tool, but it's a tool. And it's, but it's become a very expensive tool for us to use. The other thing that I've noticed is that is that our dining options are, have multiplied, dramatically from when I was, when when my wife and I first got married, going out to eat was like a luxury event. And it seems like going out to eat now is much more common and much more accepted way to socialize and spend money. And I love to go out to eat as much as the next guy. I'm actually going out to eat after I shoot this episode today, but it seems like we, we approached this spending approach differently when I was younger, when I was getting ready to buy my first house, we didn't have a car payment. We had two beaters. And one was a Toyota Corolla that was tilted on the, was tilted to the side. So we bought that house in 1997, or I'm sorry, 1986 for $97,000. It didn't have a front yard. It didn't have a fence. didn't have a backyard. I had to put all of that in. I mean, it wasn't landscape when I closed on the house. Didn't come with drapes. We didn't have any window coverings. We didn't have money for window coverings. We hung sheets, right? And we ordered blinds. That was one of the first things that we did was we ordered blinds. I remember I was freaking out about how much the blinds cost, right? Uh, we didn't have, we didn't have new furniture. We didn't, we didn't like deck the house out and all the furniture. We didn't have fitness equipment. I wasn't driving a new car. I didn't have a car payment. I didn't have because insurance and I had a wife and I had two kids and my wife just wanted a home because we had a, and that's the beauty of it is that I wanted to get a home for my family. And it was the one of the, it was the proudest day of my life as up to that point was being able to get a home for my wife and my kids, it made me feel great as a husband and a father. But I, we weren't spending money then, the way we spend money, the way I see people spend money and people spending habits today. Vacations were like, we, we didn't take vacations. We didn't take, I always, I laugh about it now. And again, this is going to make, you're going to listen to this. You're going to say, oh, that's a boomer talking. It's like, we didn't do four day bachelor parties. We did four hour bachelor parties. We didn't go away with our buddies for a weekend golf trip somewhere. We didn't fly anywhere. Certainly. And today that's what I hear people doing. And I was like, what, what are you doing now? I hear people take baby moons that are getting ready to have children. They're going to, they have to take a trip before the baby's born. It's like, and that's wonderful that you have the resources to do it. I hear people take exotic trips to locations around the world and and I applaud that. I, I, I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't do that. My question is when you say that, it, when when I hear from those people in that community that it's so much more expensive today, everything is so much more expensive today. Well, I'm like, well, yeah, all of that stuff's expensive, but I think what's ex- what's gotten us in trouble isn't that everything's more expensive. It's that we just want everything now and we don't wanna have to sacrifice for anything because everything's instantly bingeable instantly available and we want it now and it's part of our culture that the world has changed we can get the answer to anything at my phone we get the answer to anything in a second on this and we want that all the time for ourselves i think those are the expectations that have created a lot of the financial challenges that most of us have so think about that stuff and 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 the challenge that i gave to my kids was i said look just go tell me what you're spending your money on for the last 90 days. Just go tell me what exactly what it is. Categorize everything. Don't just do 30, go 90 days. And you can download your spending in your checking account onto a spreadsheet, but you gotta do the work. Like download it. Don't just look at it, but like actually download it. Call groceries, groceries. Call dining, dining. Call a liquor, liquor. Call, you know, the gym membership. And actually the best thing that you're gonna do is you're gonna you're going to maybe for the first time in a long time, look at where all your money's going. Anytime I've had someone do this, it's shocking. Anytime I've had somebody do this, I had a guy working for me, a good buddy, Mike Kazell. If Mike, if you're listening, (laughs) you're making the podcast. Mike was in shock at the hundreds of dollars a month he was spending at Chipotle. And so I think that's what happens is that, you just get into a habit where you eat out constantly eating out is like one of the most expensive endeavors that we all have. And it's, and it's become a necessity. It's a more than a, it's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity. And, uh, somebody once told me that a, a luxury once experienced becomes a necessity. And, and a good example of that is, and this is going to sound dumb, but, air conditioning in cars when I was a kid, that wasn't a given. Every car didn't have air conditioning. You can't buy a car today without air conditioning, right? So so every car has air conditioning. Cars are 80 grand. Cars are 50. Like, I don't think you can buy a car for less than 40 or 50 grand, can you? And every car has air conditioning. Back in the day, you didn't... My, my some cars didn't have air conditioning. It wasn't that big a deal. I can tell you that Toyota Corolla I was driving when I bought my first house in 1986, didn't have air conditioning. It didn't have power or anything. Like the windows were cranked, it it tilted. And I have a picture of that car, like tilted to one side in the driveway of our brand new house that we, when we first moved in. Download the spending and categorize what you're spending it on. I guarantee it's a wake-up call. I guarantee you that the first thing you're going to recognize is that you're spending money that you didn't realize you were spending. You've probably been subscribed to streaming services and subscription services for different businesses and different services that you're rarely, if ever, using. And you might find that you're paying for things you didn't realize you were even paying. Most people are terrible at knowing exactly what this is. So, download all your spending and categorize it and just figure out where your money's going. That's the first step. And then create a balance sheet for yourself, like, or, or a financial statement. Really take a look at what is your current net worth. You can, if you Google net worth statements or something like that, you can find any number of Excel spreadsheet templates that'll do this for you, where you're going to keep track of what are your assets. And I mean financial assets, I'm not talking if you have a car and you owe money on your car you don't have an asset you just have a debt and that car is losing value every single month and so you just i I mean you can count it if you want that it's equal to the balance that you owe but if you didn't put any money down on your car it's a negative net worth item if you want and, and do it right go find out what the kelly blue book trading value is or the used car value if you were to sell it and use that number for your car uh, if you're a homeowner, then you're probably in pretty good shape because of, with your with your net worth, it, I, I I you better be right. You better have a positive net worth, and if you don't, you don't. You got to start somewhere, and the first step is awareness, figuring out exactly where you stand today. So you do that net worth statement, you categorize all your assets and all your liabilities. Like the liabilities would be any debt that you currently have outstanding on anything and everything. The difference between your assets and your liabilities is your net worth. That's the number. And the number's the number. You, what will happen is as soon as you know the number, you can start to improve the number. If you don't know the number, you can't do anything about it. And if you're waking up every single month and feeling like you're not getting ahead and you're just you're just existing, that's the reason why is that you haven't made any concerted effort in improving it. So the two things that I wanna challenge you to do that will make a difference for you is first, analyze your spending. And then the second thing is to create your net worth statement. Those two acts by themselves will get you into a different position to where you can begin to address the challenges that are ahead of you. I'm going to go back to what it said in the forward to the richest man in Babylon. Our prosperity is a nation depends upon the personal financial prosperity of each one of us as individuals. If you're a family, if you're the head of a family and, or your husband and wife, and you're listening to this, the prosperity of your family is, in, is dependent upon the prosperity of you as individuals. And, and it's your future and it's your kids' futures and it matters and it's really important. And I get what it's like to not have financial peace because I've, I've I've had that in my life where I didn't have financial stability, I didn't have financial security, I didn't have financial peace and it's awful. And I've had bad credit, I've had bad finances, I didn't want to talk about it, I didn't want to share it. And I don't want that for anybody who's listening to this. I promised you that I'm going to share strategies and tactics over these podcast episodes that are going to improve your finances. And that's what I want for everybody listening. So that's it, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to More Than Mortgage with Dave Gallegos, brought to you by Zenith Home Loans. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe anywhere you find podcasts and share this episode with a colleague who would also find value.